0: Ladies and gents, welcome to The Best Got Beats, episode eight. My name is Luke Hatfield, I'm hosting once again, and I'm joined by a man who is sat next to a portable heater and was nice enough to delve into his own pocket to get me a sausage roll earlier, Mr. Joe Massey. You oh. are was- by the way, you are Warsaw Correspondent as well.
1: You almost got the episode wrong now, didn't you, at the start? I thought I, you were about to pause and you had to correct yourself. <laughs>
0: I nearly went season one, episode eight, but I was like, well, we're, we're, why would I say season one when there's only one season?
1: And I think you were very close to forgetting to say your own name.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I've nearly done that before as well. Yeah. So, hi, I'm Luke. Nice to meet you. Oh, wait, <laughs> one minute. People don't know me that well. Should, should use my full name. But no, um, big news this week. i mentioned it to you off. Off air, but I'm going to mention it to all the listeners as well.
1: Okay. All oh, right. Yeah, huge news this week.
0: This is massive. This is massive. We've talked about this before, but I'm actually attending a game at the Banks'.
1: You are finally going to be at the Banks' stadium, are on Saturday, which is very, very, very exciting. I feel like we should start by explaining the heater thing you said at the start. We are sat in... We've been kicked out of our normal recording place, haven't we? We're in oh. a freezing cold room, and it is freezing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a massive window behind Joe, uh, which looks, I mean, this prob- the Expressing style guys probably won't like me talking about this. Single glazing, everyone. If you want, a, if you want an easy way into Expressing style Towers, find this room. <laughs> um, <laughs> the glass, honestly, it looks like tracing paper. It's
1: old. It's very, very old. Yeah. And, yeah, so we've been booted out. It's a cold day. It's Thursday. Everyone saw probably saw the rain this morning. it's lashing down. But you are very kindly brought a little portable heater and put it right next to me.
0: Yeah. I'm which sat- is a lovely touch from you, I think. I've got to be accommodating, haven't I? I mean it's, I've, got, I've got to keep you warm Joe because I'm wearing a jumper oh dear it's making noise as well that, you can you, you can, can probably hear, hear noise, it yeah. the portable heater is also making noise so uh, it's not so ideal for a, a podcast but on the whole um at least Joe's warm
1: I am warm and I'm getting all the benefit it's sort of it's just like a chair's width isn't it so I'm a bit I'm warm and you're not at the minute
0: I'm all right though I've got a jumper on you're taking um, one for a team, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I won't be doing that on, on Saturday, though. I'll be wearing a massive coat. Have you seen my snud in, in recent videos? No, I haven't, It's no. a big snud, mate. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's, if, it, if it's anything below 15 degrees, I've got the snud on.
1: I'm not big on a snud. You're not? No, they're a, bit, oh. they're a bit 2005, aren't
0: they? They are, but oh my God, it's so warm. Is it? I've got quite a long neck, you see. This came up on Twitter the other day. I did a video, um, I think it was um, the post-villa. I think I did a post-villa video. Uh, Nathan Judah called out my, my snud on, on Twitter and I was like mate I've got a long neck and it gets cold so you've got, I've got to keep it warm somehow
1: and more fans will be able to see that neck on Saturday
0: they will they will they'll get to see it and comment on it if, if they want because uh, I'll be out there speaking to the masses afterwards as well on camera and then you've had a lot of stick for this I am mean, you in
1: our office primarily from me the few men you haven't been to the Banks stadium you now you've been once for Dean Keith's unveiling, but you've never seen a game there
0: uh, that's right I've tried and a number of times I've been scheduled to appear at a game and then Nathan Duda is because he's my line manager I think I've discussed this before have pulled me out last minute mm-hmm. so now, now it's it's not happening I'm going to be there
1: and this is like all people always say Express and Starb is just wolves, 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 Wolves and I try and tell them it's not I try and tell them it's not we're doing our best to get Walsall out there so this is important Luke. we need you there we need you there because all we want is Walsall coverage
0: that's it and I've, I've got a question Joe I've never been there for a game before what's, what's, what's the food like and the facilities
1: press food I think we've got a, a, a question later on actually about press food oh, Have we? we have yeah
0: oh i look forward to that um the press food's not great at the old banks's oh
1: can't lie we're not jeff's favorite people um so we have a few soggy sandwiches and they are a bit soggy if i'm honest um yeah they're not great and occasionally there's like i don't know i don't even know what it's called like maybe someone can let me know it's almost like christmas cake but they're in like little squares and they're quite tough
0: like mince pies
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean pie is. No, no, like, um, no, no, like they're like you know
0: what a Christmas cake is? No, no, no idea.
1: You know what a Christmas cake is? No, like a fruity cake. Fruit cake. But Christmas cake is so a what's Christmas. The, what's the difference? I'm not sure. I know what the difference is. This isn't good. This good job. It's just, this podcast isn't about cake. Um, <laughs> but anyway, occasionally, and it's like. Oh super oh,
0: settlers! We've got Nathan <laughs> Judah has in, invaded the podcast. He's, he's he's invaded just to get a word in. Obviously he likes to host.
1: He's disappointed he's not hosting, isn't he?
0: Yeah, well you know what? If you go for lunch and don't come back for an hour and a half after the wolf's presser, then that's that's what happens.
1: Does he ever do 37 and a half hours a week, Nathan Judah? Oh, no. that's a big question. Never, ever. But yeah, you get these cakes that only come out every now and again. It's a bit odd. It's obviously when they've got a leftover. Um, and they think I'll oh, stuff it, we'll put it in with the press in the press lads. But don't mm-hmm. expect a lot. I always go to the Morrison's before before a game.
0: Is there a Mackeys nearby?
1: There's a ri oh how can you not know that? Yeah, there's a Mackey's right by I've there. only
0: been there once. <laughs> <laughs> Do me <need> a favour. <laughs> you
1: can see McDonald's privately even <laughs> the stadium. Yeah, there's a Mackey's right by there. Oh right, okay. Oh, I suggest so. a three pound meal deal from Morrison's chicken, oh, right. barbecue sauce, lovely. Or
0: Rogers. any other supermarket in the UK, of course. Because we're not sponsoring Morrisons. Although, if they do want to sponsor this podcast, then feel free.
1: But Morrisons used to be Walsall's Ground. That was where the Fellows Park was. Oh, really? So when you get to Morrisons, you'll see a clock outside that is, a, is in the shape of a football. And I believe Morrisons, the middle of Morrisons, is, is where the centre circle was. Wow. So for your first trip to the of Stadium, that can be sort of cultural for you. So really, you should go to Morrisons uh, yeah. at the start and embrace that, embrace that.
0: Only right to do that. Will I get a warm welcome from everyone?
1: Yeah, Midlands, mate. Everyone's so friendly in Walsall. I've just—I've heard
0: stories, mate. Nathan Nathan Judah's car getting vandalised whilst parked at the Bankses before. Yeah,
1: but that was away fans. You'll you'll get a very warm welcome. Saddlers, no, you get a very warm welcome.
0: Not if I rock up in a Newcastle shirt.
1: (laughs) Well, wow. I know someone who might be rocking up in a Newcastle shirt. Oh, really? Uh, Sir Andy Cook who is a very big Newcastle fan and he is absolutely desperate to score he actually joked um, when we interviewed him for the very first time he joked that he was looking forward to the Sunderland game more than any well he didn't joke that he, he is looking forward to the Sunderland games more than any other but he joked that if he scored against Sunderland he would pull up, pull off his shirt and underneath have a Newcastle top
0: oh if he does uh, that <laughs> I will be there with my phone in hand taking pictures
1: can you imagine? I mean, that wouldn't go viral, that will go global. That would be everywhere, wouldn't it?
0: I mean, he uh, wouldn't be welcoming Sunderland any Well, I think it would be
1: an absolute riot. So I don't think it will be happening, but um, he is desperate to score. Yeah, can uh, you get sent off for doing that? Yeah, probably. What, for inflicting a, a riot? Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, but... Oh, I don't know. Sometimes someone pulls up a shirt. Balotelli didn't get sent off for the why always me. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: But I suppose, you no, know, I don't know. Depends what referee you got on the day. If he's a Newcastle fan, you're definitely getting sent off. Um, right, we do a little bit of um, cleaning up here. This this podcast won't be 90 minutes like the last one. Yeah, it can't be 90 minutes again. Um, but before we start talking about the Saddlers, what have you been up to this week? Been up to anything out of this world, or just just working?
1: Well, mate, I've bad Portsmouth away, didn't I? What oh, a long trip, now. What else can I do? Um, so, yeah, the glamorous life I lead. Everyone thinks being a football journalist is the best job in the world. But it is, And it is the absolute best job in the world, I should say. Mm-hmm. that I absolutely love it, and that's uh, indisputable. But I uh, don't get time for much else, because yesterday well, I got a hotel for Portsmouth away. The rule is in our office, if an away game on a Tuesday mm-hmm. is more than three hours away, I get to stay in a hotel. Travel Lodge. Uh, It was an ibis.
0: All right, okay. An
1: ibis. Um, So I did stay. So I stayed over Tuesday night, but the downside is, obviously I work every Saturday, so I get a day off in the week. But the downside is that day is my day off, the Wednesday, so mm. Wednesday was my day off, so even on my day off, I had to get up, I, had to, I did a story for the back page, that was uh, Dean Keats on Joe Edwards, saying how well he's done since uh, he's been sidelined for injury.
0: Hailing his attitude, I remember uploading that into the website.
1: Hailing that, yeah, hailing his attitude, um, thank you for uploading that, I couldn't be bothered to do that, and then um, then I drove back from Portsmouth, so I didn't get back till about 3 o'clock yesterday on my day off.
0: Oh, Stop um, any uh, services on the way. Yes, I did. Which ones?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: You know what a good one is? The one by Gloucester. It's like, it used to be a farmhouse.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The
0: I've... food is unreal. I'd go there for a meal. I might take the missus there. <laughs> where, are we, where are we going for dinner, Luke? Oh, don't worry. I know somewhere. It's Gloucester services.
1: I love a service station, though. I don't know what it is about them. It I enjoy them. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I enjoy stopping at them. It's so bizarre. No, I, let's be honest. I've been to practically every one now. Yeah. Like, I'm always stopping at service stations. But I don't know what it is about them. It's something like...
0: Even though the prices are higher, you feel like you enjoy it a little bit more, don't you? And
1: the food's rubbish.
0: It's all the same stuff, isn't it? Like KFC, some... mate.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, but it's all that, isn't it? It's never like if you go to like one of the one of the ones that are not a chain, it's all like rubbish, isn't it? Mm. Like but I don't know, it's just something something pleasant about stopping at service section. Oxford's like. decent as well. Oxford's a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks very nice.
1: I've been, yeah, Oxford, that's, that's quite a big one, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's quite big. It's, it's pretty decent, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but I always try and stop at Oxford. I've got a family member who lives in Brighton, so we uh, we normally try and try and find a, a service station. I'm not sure if we actually pass Oxford on the way to Brighton. Not too sure. Anyway, let's talk about the sandlers, because we've been going on for, for a little while now not talked about them. Um, first thing we're going to do, as we did last time out, um, we'll also walk through. So we're going to go through the results which we may have missed. Um, well, obviously we have missed so far because we haven't done a podcast for two weeks. Okay, and then I'm going to get you to rate the game. Oh yeah, of Sadlers, if you, you, love a rating, don't you I love a rating. Yeah, yeah. I'm too, I'm, I'm, I need like a number verification of a game mm. from 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 you, Joe. Because you're never
1: at them. So, but
0: I'll be at this one, again. and I'll mm. give you my own rating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: good. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All
0: right, well, Fleetwood nil, also nil. I did actually watch this game because it was on the box. It was. It was. Um Feels like forever ago, it was on the TV, Um, Walsall did themselves proud, I thought, but they should have really scored, especially first half when they did dominate the game a fair bit.
1: Um, Yeah, look, it's a good result on paper perhaps, isn't it? 0-0 draw at Fleetwood. Um, Mm. It's also, wait for it, it is the only game out of Walsall's last 10 where they haven't conceded two goals or more. Boom. Um, Which is an absolutely dreadful start. In nine of the last ten games, they've conceded two goals or more, which is just an absolute nightmare.
0: Could be worse. You could be a Villa fan, mate. Well, Well, at least you got a point out of that last night. We've conceded five against... Well, I say we. Villa have conceded five against Forest, two against Blues. That's seven goals in two games.
1: Mate, we've conceded two goals in nine out of ten games. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's, not <laughs> it's comp- no comparison. It's no comparison, mate. mate. It's no comparison. Two games. It's no comparison. Um, yeah, Wolves should have won. It, should have won it. Really. I mean, it was a very, very cagey game. It was very, very even. Um, very even game. Two very evenly matched sides. Two sides who, of course started the season so well. Both mm. in playoff contention. Both have dipped. I think that well, they're side by side now. I think they're both on 27 points. I might be wrong, but I think they're both on 27 points um, as it stands. One. Fleetwood 12, Walsall 13. It's the goal difference that's the interesting thing. Yeah. Walsall minus seven. Um, that's where the, that's where the two teams differ. On the day, Walsall should have won. Should have had a penalty later on. Morgan Ferrier was pulled back, um, and Russell Martin's missed a really good header in the first half.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Fleetwood did have one moment. Nicky Devlin's made an heroic block um, in the second half from a lad called um, what's his name? Wes Burns. Yeah. He's like a good player, isn't he? What's I Don't
0: couldn't tell you, mate.
1: Yeah, 12 assists before that game, I can remember that. Um, 12 assists? That's not bad That's It's effort. good, isn't it? Yeah, he's a really good player. He always impresses. So, yeah, good Good point on paper. Good performance. It was old-school Walsall, as in old-school start of the season, Walsall. 4-4-2, organised, resilient, eager to hit their opponents on the break. Not creating too much, but they just needed to take one of those chances that came their way. But, yeah, they probably should have taken all three points, and... It felt a good result at the time, but then it was, looking back, it was two points dropped.
0: They look great, though, in that kit.
1: Oh, you love that kit, don't I you? I do love that kit. I
0: tell, I tell you what, if I, if I attend ten games this season, will you buy me one of those tops? Yeah. Ten? 10? Ten. 100%. Right. I'm having a word with Nathan Judah about okay,
1: I'll get Hatford on the back as well.
0: Oh. Oh. With ten it, on. With really, yeah. ten? Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be really nice. All right, give me a sad score for that game.
1: Out of five? At Out of
0: ten? 6.5 6.5 right Walsall 2 Sunderland 2 I'll tell you what if you'd offered me that at the start of the game before kickoff, I'd have snatched your hand off Yeah. I know Walsall do like the big game but i tell you what is that, is that two points dropped I think it is
1: massively two points dropped um, I said this what I'm about to say I said in my video post-match with Nathan and I get no enjoyment from saying it at, at, the last thing I want to do is single out Walsall players but to me, Josh Chanelli's performance in that game sums up where Walsall are at the minute. I mean, I think he was playing out of ten, I think he was playing about a seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, then he scores an absolute thunderbolt, an absolute screamer of a goal. Then, for the next five or ten minutes, he was on flames. Um he was they just couldn't live with him, Sunderland. He was just his confidence was soaring, he looked brilliant. He just looked like he looked like he was not finally settled in League One because because he's done so well all season, but he looked like I, I'm not settled in League One now. I've got the, I've got the ability really to, to star at this level. He looks so much so full of confidence, and then and there comes this moment where he's got the ball on the halfway line, passes intercepted. Walsall can break on Sunderland. It's three on three, um, and he has a simple. He, he basically has two options, uh, Josh Cinelli. He can mm. run to the corner, which. Really would have been the wrong option to, to waste time. Um, or we can play in Morgan Ferrier, who's who's got acres of space, and it's, it's a simple pass to play him in. A very very simple pass. It's almost yeah. like a me to you pass. It's, it's a pass he would expect to make 99 times out of 100. Mm. Um, the problem was he massively overhit the ball, um, and it's gone straight through to John McLaughlin in in, in the Sunderland goal. He's hoofed it down the, down the one end. I think his name's Adam Matthews. He's had a header off the line. Mm. And then this Lyndon Gooch was fired in and and, and in in, that, in the 89th minute. And all that happened, well, like I said, in the 89th minute, but I don't want to hammer Janelli for it because he was outstanding. He was absolutely outstanding. And he, he you could tell he's confident and he took that confidence into Portsmouth on Tuesday. He impressed again on Tuesday night and I was delighted that he impressed again on Tuesday night because I think he's a smashing lad when I interview him. He's lovely and he's got so much ability and he absolutely works his socks off as well every mm. single week. But... That mistake just I personally believe there was if, if he run if he goes to run out the time, then he might win a corner or something or whatever, but it's a couple of seconds wasted. Yeah. If he plays Ferrier in properly, I think three thing one of three things happens. Ferrier either scores, either scuffs the ball wide, or he produces a save from the keeper. Yeah. Now, the worst case scenario there is probably scuffs the shot wide. But even if he does it's a goal kick. Walsall have got time to regroup. Mm. Um, and they've got one minute plus added on time to hold on. I think there was quite a lot of added on time afterwards, after that, to be fair. But he's over it, that pass. It's gone down from one end of the pitch to uh, the other. Sunderland have scored. And that, to me, sums up like, Walsall. It was, they're brilliant. Risorginelli's brilliant. He can yeah. produce that brilliance. Um, it was a fantastic guy. We played fantastically well for the whole game. But in one moment, in one key moment an inexperienced. Like, it, it cost him. I mean, he made a big mistake at, at a big time. Mm. Um, and to me, that just sums up where the team are at the minute. And hopefully, over time, it'll come. Those those errors were lying out. But it was two points dropped. Undoubtedly, two points dropped. It it was so strange because, like you say, at the start of the game, you take a point. Yeah. Um, but they played 65 minutes with 10 men. They were 2-0 up. They, they were in control, really. Um and I keep saying it, but to me, it felt worse than a defeat. If if they'd won the game, there was no middle ground with it. If, you, yeah. if they'd won, it was heroic. It was like, we've beaten Sunderland, couldn't care less, they've got 10 men. Look at their team, this is a fantastic result. Mm. Because they didn't win, you couldn't help but look at them and go, you didn't beat 10 men. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of crushing, really. Um, and I think it was very, very hard after that game to not to take the positives from it, because they... they they had them there, they were there for the taking really, and they just failed to capitalise on it.
0: Yeah, that's it. Also a bit fortunate to, to go up against 10 men though, I mean Max Power did have that red card rescinded as well, um, but I mean, when you've got, there we go, the heat yeah, is going he, off on he one again, going, yeah. <laughs> um, when you've got that opportunity you have to take it, especially against a team like Sunderland.
1: Yeah, exactly that, and they're not going to get that, that many opportunities like that. I need, I mean. He's had a very, very ropey start to his Sunderland career, Max Power. I think that was his third red card in six league games. Obviously, it's been rescinded, but...
0: Great form that.
1: He's, like, I mean, he played for Wigan, 200 league games, never got sent off, and he's had three red cards in six for Sunderland, um, which is incredible. But yeah. he's a hell of a player. He's one of those players that perhaps, you know, you find them where they're just... There's, there's not really a league for them. He's, 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 like, too good for League One, but maybe not quite good enough for the Championship. Yeah. But in League One, he's very, very good. Um so Sunderland lost a big player in that moment, in the middle of the park, um, and Walsall needed to capitalise. And the truth is, they did. Like The game, the momentum of the game completely swung from the moment that red card um, was was dished out. Walsall piled on the pressure. I mean, Dobson's missed an unbelievable chance, so unlucky, all of his own making. Mm. Um, he's at the post. Um, Andy Cook's had a perfectly good goal ruled out for offside when he wasn't offside. Yeah. But then that was before the break and they've come out and scored two goals, two cracking goals. Josh Gordon's goal was lovely build-up play, lovely finish. Janelli's is a thunderbolt. And he just like, manage this game also. Manage this out. Like you can, That's all you've got to do. Mm. See it out. And it's, it's just that lack of experience. And I feel sorry for Keats because he keeps saying it and his post-match presses are getting a little bit repetitive and pre-match and post-match are getting a little bit repetitive. He keeps saying they're young. He keeps saying they need to learn. And it's got a little bit like... Not boring listening to him, but it's got, he has got a bit repetitive, but he's up the ante the last couple of presses. I mean, he mm. said, like, about a week ago, he said if they don't learn, they never play at a higher level. Um, that up the ante. And then after Portsmouth, he said if they don't learn, then there'll be opportunities for the players to come into the football club. So
0: What next? What next? What next from Keats? What What's he going to say next? Well, he's going to up the ante again?
1: Maybe. We'll see on Saturday. But, <clears throat> I mean, the caveat is... They are a damn good side, Sunderland. They're yeah. A damn I mean, good
0: side. For the league that they're in, still getting Premier League power, uh, parachute payments. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unreal.
1: Um, and that Josh Majar did nothing on Saturday. It's been linked with Spurs and Man City and Bristol City. Aidan McGeady. Aidan McGeady was outstanding um, on Saturday. And Brian Oviedo and Max Power. Like we say, John McLaughlin a very good keeper mm. um, in League One. So... Yeah, it's just that is always a caveat. And Warsaw have got one of the lowest budgets in the league. It's just, it's Warsaw are stopping themselves from winning games. They're stopping themselves from picking up points because in every game they seem to give away sloppy goals, cheap goals that are just so preventable.
0: Yeah, give me a Sadler score. So is it is it based on Warsaw's score or is it based on the game? Warsaw's rating overall. If you were to rate Warsaw's performance that day.
1: Three, but I think that might be generous. A three?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, that's harsh! You get draw against Sunderland, you get a three. I
1: draw against Sunderland. who played with ten men for sixty-five minutes, and they had they had a two-goal lead, Walsall. and they haven't
0: won. Maybe, maybe you're right. You know Warsaw better than me. All right, Portsmouth two, Warsaw nil. Uh, they just weren't at the races at front and Park, were they?
1: Um, Keats would say otherwise. Um, they had fifty-three percent possession. Um, they saw a lot of the ball. And didn't do an awful lot with it they've had two chances in the game really um, Kane Wilson the first half um, low shot that was agonisingly wide it took a deflection then mm. um, Josh Ginelli had a big chance just after the break Russell Martin's kept a wonderful ball in he's sort of only like 6-8 yards out Ginelli on the volley sort of side-footed it but over the bar when he, he, had, heart, he probably can't say he should have scored but he should have definitely hit the target and yeah. if he does hit the target the keeper's going to have to make a good save to keep it out so yeah, um, it, to me, I was. I think this might come up later in the listeners' questions, but we'll go go with it now. The reason the reason why I love working with Keats, one of the reasons why I love working with Keats, is because I always think he's so honest, and I love what he says post match. It makes my analysis on a Monday very very easy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not just saying it. I I just agree with it. But how he sees the game, I always think he's really honest. And sometimes you have managers where. They're, they're, just, they're just not honest with their comments. I think some, mm. some managers are particularly not honest away from home. They know there's not a lot of people there um, and they make it sound better than what it was because yeah. people will read it and they'll be like, oh, well, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, I think on Tuesday... I've always agreed with Keats after a game. I think on Tuesday was the first time I disagreed with him, really. Mm. The way... He, he seemed to feel that Wolves were in the game a lot more than they were. Um I felt Portsmouth could have won by a greater margin. I think Ollie Hawkins, their strikers, missed a good couple of chances. Mm. It's true Walsall didn't take their chances, but they're the only ones they created, really. Um, and also, Portsmouth should have had a penalty in the first half. Nicky Devlin has given away. He's tumbled someone over and it did look a blatant spot kick. So. Yeah. Um, Kenny Jackett, speaking afterwards, said he thought that they should have won by a greater margin. I think I, I did agree with Kenny Jacket after that game.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's not an easy place to go though, is it, Fratton Park? And we, as I said before, Walsall do love a big game, but when you're when you're travelling somewhere like that, it's a long old way. And Portsmouth flying high at the moment.
1: Yeah, hun- hundred eighty four Saddlers made the trip. Fair play to them. Um, mm. l- love them for it. I think it's wonderful support. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a long way to go. I mean, look, it's just it's just the balance night all the time with Walsall. Like it's the truth is, they shouldn't really. They've got no right to really be beating Portsmouth away from home because Portsmouth are they are getting sixteen thousand every week for the game. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> an awful lot of people paying. They've got they're paying players way more than Walsall are paying them. They've got very very good players. Um, it's a very very hard place to go, but it is just this thing time and time again where it's Walsall shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, Portsmouth are one of the best teams I've seen this season. The front four—they move the ball really quick. They're excellent. They really are a very very good side. They're going to they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season, but. It's just this frustrating thing that it's always Walsall errors. I mean, the second goal, Liam Kinsella, who's been absolutely outstanding since he's come in mm. for Isaiah Osborne, he's just slipped, really, as he's putting a cross in. And it's has a tame cross, five seconds later, it's from a Walsall corner. Yeah. And it's in their own back of their own net. And you just think, oh, it's so... Again, we're just repeating ourselves, but it's so preventable.
0: You can't manage these <clears> mistakes <throat> either, can you? If you're Dean Keats, you just sat there, well, what can I do about that?
1: What, what, And that's the thing, like, a, like... I was speaking to Michael Beardmore about it, actually. Where, where, I can't remember where we were going. It must, um, friend of the podcast, Michael Beardmore. Friend of the podcast, Michael Beardmore. And he was saying, Warsaw aren't defending badly. They're not defending badly. It sounds yeah. stupid, but as a unit, they're not defending badly, but individ- individually, they're making individual errors. And it's not like it's one player making these errors. Mm. The, all these players are having good games for like two or three or four games, but then they're making a mistake and it's all combining. Mm. Um, and for what... And Well they're basically conceding two goals a game in a minute, and that means they have to score three. Um, And against the likes of Sunderland and Portsmouth, that is going to be incredibly hard to do.
0: Yeah, certainly. So 13th place now. Um, Is this where you see Walsall kind of trotting along for a little bit, or do you think their ceiling's a bit higher? No, I
1: think the ceiling's higher. Um, I think they will get back on. I think they need a favourable run of fixtures, um, which I think they've kind of got, really. Um, It's a big, big week um, coming up. Obviously, Sunderland in the FA Cup it could go either way. But, look, let's be honest, Sunderland are favourites. If Sunderland were to win that game, and it makes the Czech Trade trophy game against Shrewsbury huge, I think. You don't want to go out of two cup competitions in five days.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it makes it absolutely massive. Um, and then I think it's Coventry next at home. Mm-hmm. Is that right? 8th of December?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, beaten once at the Bank's Stadium already this season, they're going to be well up for that. But it's a winnable game for Walsall. Mm. And I think it's Bradford after that, who were rock bottom and... Struggling. God knows what's happened there. I mean, for one of the biggest clubs in the division, they have fallen apart. So yep. I think, like... I, mean, I think they just need to... Have, they had a real tough run of games. It's been, it's been Charlton, it's been Burton, um, it's been Sunderland, it's been Portsmouth. Um, it's going to Peterborough coming up. I mean, these are very, very good teams. Wilson have quit themselves how they'd wanted to in them, but they yeah. are very good teams. Um, so I think with a more favourable run of fixtures they'll quickly um, climb at the table and there's teams above them like Wickham, Accrington teams like that Then they are not better than Walsall yeah. um, so I think Walsall we'll will catch those teams and hopefully just push back up towards that playoff, playoff yeah.
0: zone. and you did mention Dean Keats' comments um, saying that you could delve into the transfer market to fix these mistakes if if uh, the players can't fix them themselves is this more of a, a, a bit of a threat from him just to say look book your ideas up Because in reality, you don't see Keats having a ton of money to spend in January.
1: No, um, he won't have a ton of money to spend. I don't know how much he was talking about January. I mean, I I haven't asked him, I don't know. I'd 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 love to know. Um, Keats from day one, and this is from day one, was not happy with the amount of players at Walsall on two-year contracts. Mm. It's why it's why the likes of Josh Ginelli, Joe Edwards in the summer, they got one year deals. Yeah. Um, prob- probably players now that should have two year deals. Well, obviously Joe Edwards, we've got to see him come back from injury, but Ginelli now I'd imagine would definitely, they definitely want to renew his deal. But Keith said to me, and I think it was in the summer, he believes half your squad should be on two year deals and mm. half should be on one. So if things aren't going well, There's, you can get rid of a lot of players basically. Yeah. You always got a, a a batch a big batch of players you can get rid of at the end of every year. Mm. Um he hasn't had that luxury. There's a lot of players signed on two year deals. Um and he for want of a better word, I think he I think he was stuck with them. Yeah. Um now they've had a chance to win him over basically by having those two year deals and I think a lot of them early on did. Yeah. Um with that seven games unbeaten at the start, defending so well, I think a lot of players did win him over. I think the same players have now regressed mm-hmm. um, and Keats may be going back to how he originally thought about them. So I think what he's saying is, you're out of contract at the end of the season. All these ones you probably may have got rid of last season are out of contract at the end of this season. Mm. And I think he's saying, buck up your ideas because if you don't, come the end of the season, um, I won't be offering you a new deal.
0: Ah, there we go. Um, so.
1: And on that point, I'm rambling on, I know. No, that's all right. story came out in the Daily Mirror a couple of weeks ago um, saying that Luke Leahy had turned down a new contract um, at Walsall asked Keats about that and he Categorically, said that is not true. He didn't, say, he didn't even say Luke Leahy turned it down. He didn't say talks are on go. And he said Luke Leahy has not been offered a contract. Mm. And he was very clear on that. And we know players are being offered contracts at the moment. Dobson has just signed one, for example. Um, contract talks for players are on go. And I think Stefan Gamble, Gamble said that um, about a month, six weeks ago now. So, like Leahy there, for example, is it's, it's maybe a type of player that he's talking to there and saying, you, you need to, if you want to stay, um, you've got ability, you've got potential, you've done well at times, but if you want to stay, you're going to have to cut out these mistakes.
0: That's it. Keats' way or the highway.
1: And it is definitely Keats's way or the highway.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of Dean Keats. No chance. I'll tell you that for free. Anyway, questions, questions, questions. Oh, we're bang on to questions. We are. We're straight on to questions. How long are we in? We're about a half hour in. God, I rumble on now. It's all right, mate. It's all right. Everyone loves that content, you know. we've I was given a very strict time schedule from Joe Massey today. Between 55 minutes and an hour and three minutes. Yeah. So uh, if I'm cutting you short, Joe, now you know why. Anyway, questions. First up, Rob Harvey. How much will Joe Edwards impact this team when he's back fully fit? And who does he replace? Good question, that.
1: Good question. Um, So I'll start by declaring my love for Liam Kinsella because I love him. Uh,
0: you saying, you've loved a lot of players. I loved yeah. a lot
1: of players, but I do love Liam Kinsella. I'll tell you one of the reasons why I love Liam Kinsella is because whenever you interview him, he like comes out with stats. So like he basically does my job for me. Yeah. So like a lot of players and I'm not like it's just just footballers in general, but a lot of players they don't they haven't got a clue who they've got in three weeks' time. Mm. But Liam Kinsella will say stuff like, Well, yeah, I've started the last four games and we've got three big games coming up against Sunderland, Coventry and Bradford and I mean he didn't say those things. I'm just saying what Liam Kinsella will say. He clearly yeah. like like a fan, he's like looking at the table, looking at the fixture list. Yeah. He wants to know how many games he's played and stuff. So whenever I interview him, I always think, oh that's handy. I can bang those stats in my piece. Um mm. really nice lad, really switched on. Um and he's done ever so well. It's it's look, it's gonna be Kinsella or Edwards for me. I yeah. think Osborne has fallen down the pecking order. I think if we're also gonna go four one four one, which they have done at times, I think Osborne comes back in. Yeah. Um I think he's good in that one but to me he doesn't he looks at, at least a yard off the pace from when he was here last time I mm. can remember times he was picking up the ball and charging forward with that I haven't seen any of those runs really second time around mm. um, so I think for me it's going to be Joe Edwards or Kinsella um, if Joe Eb- and it would be really after drop Kinsella because uh, to me he's probably been man a match out of like two or, three, two or three of the last four or five games but Joe Edwards absolutely on top form where he was last season was undroppable.
0: Um, That's the issue. That was pre-injury. You don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back.
1: Yeah, and Kiesa said that he's going to need time. Um, but he had just evolved into a player. He'd come on so far, come on, come so far since when he first joined. And and the truth is, he was chipping in with goals. I think he got seven that season. Yeah. Um, which. For, as much as we all love George Dobson, he, 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 he's not scoring. That's the one area of the game he needs to add. I mean, he does everything else, but um, he's just not scoring. So, if, I mean, if Edwards can add goals from central midfield, plus the energy he brings, plus the fact he's good on the ball, plus the fact he's so good defensively, I mean, he's, he'd be very, very hard to leave out. But but Liam Kinsella will push him all the way.
0: Mm. Nick Pritchard. As I know you like talking about Andy Cook, why did he not start the game on Tuesday? Also, based on Dino's post-match comments, which players do you think are at the greatest risk of being replaced in January? Obviously, we already touched on Luke Leahy and his contract situation, but any others?
1: Um, so, why didn't Andy Cook start on Tuesday? Tactical reasons. Um, Keith said afterwards that he felt um, they could hit Pete, uh, Portsmouth on the break um, mm-hmm. and Ferrier would be better to do that than Cook, which you can, which, if but that was his reason, and you can understand that, of course, because Ferrier is lightning quick. Um, like I said, um, I thought Keats, I didn't quite agree with Keats post match. I didn't agree with that decision either. Um, mm. I can't believe he dropped Cook. Um, cannot, uh, really, really surprised. Really, really surprised by the selection um, at Portsmouth. Surprise, Kane Wilson came in on the right in midfield. Mm. Um, surprise, Ferriero and Gordon were up front. And I, I mean, it, who knows? They might have played, uh, i had gone with Kieran Morris on the right. And, yeah. And cook up front who knows if he played that they might have lost 4 Um, but yeah I was I was a surprise and who who was most at risk yeah um, I think all the all the players I think all the players who are out of contract in the summer have got a point to prove mm. with the exception maybe of John Guthrie yeah um, I think we'll be absolutely fine I think they'd be eager to get him on a new deal mm. but that would mean Nicky Devlin it would mean Luke Leahy it would mean Isaiah Osborne it would mean Adam Chambers um, I think all those players um, potentially could um, could be they they they're, I would say they're fine for their futures I think Jordan Sanger's up at the end of the season I think Maskuya might be up at the end of the season Um So there's quite a lot of players there Mm. Um, and and Nicky Devlin, Luke Leahy, Adam Chambers, Isaiah Osborne, they are not going to be on, they're going to be on decent wages in terms of what Walsall pay. Um, So I think that's where Keats is going to be looking at them and going, can I get someone in cheaper potentially? Yeah. Um, And if he's not convinced them, they're the ones I think are are battling for their futures. But yeah, they're definitely, there's there's positives of all of them. There really is. There's positives, but we'll, we'll have to see in the summer.
0: Good answer to a good question. Josh Gordon looks like he's going to be a very good player as, as he develops. What do you think of the chance of him staying at the club for a while is? Or do you think it's a case of bang a few goals, get a decent offer, move on? That's from Chris5471 on Twitter.
1: Chris5471. Good yep. lad. Good lad. Always criticises my annual leave, but good lad. Um, <laughs> it's interesting with Josh Gordon because when, when he signed, Keats was very, very honest about him. He said like he was going to... He said he was a player to develop, but he said he was basically a player to, de- to develop, to sell almost. He said he'll either do, he's either, he's either going to stay and do very well, he said, or he's going to stay and do well and we'll sell him for a lot more money than what they bought him for. I think they yeah. paid about 100k for him um, from Leicester. So, plus the Wolves away, I suppose. Every, everyone's up for sale, aren't they, if they do really well? Yeah. Everyone's going to leave eventually. But um, I, I still think, I've been really, really impressed with him, been impressed with his work, right? Um his, his finish against Sunderland last weekend was really, really good. Mm. He needs to score more goals, there's no doubt about that. He does a lot of work outside the box. Yeah. Um and I think he needs to get in the box more. He needs to get like that flicked finish against Sunderland was brilliant, but he wasn't in that position very often. So mm. if you get in that position more, you surely you will get more goals. So I think for the I can't see anyone buying him anytime soon. Um because um I think uh, He He needs to score more goals. He's not proved enough yet. He's not proved enough. But I think like a lot of this Walsall team, next season could be a real big one for him. And I think for Josh Gordon, he could really kick on. Do
0: you reckon his value's increased already?
1: Yeah. If if
0: someone was to buy him, how much would they buy him for?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because if he cost 100k originally, and then, let's say, doubled it, 200, 250. I don't know if it's 250, you get someone who's done a little bit more... Um, already proven themselves a little bit more. But he has got mm. potential Josh Gordon. But at this moment in time, I genuinely don't think there'll be, any, there'll be people like desperate to sign him. I think that he's, he's very much a work in progress and he'll do that at Walsall, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah. Jack at WFC Bagnell. What is the reason why our defence has been so poor when individually each defender hasn't been that bad and have all improved since last season? And what is to blame for conceding poor goals? Mistakes,
1: um, mistakes. I mean, if, said it haven't we? Like, I mean, I love that tweet because that sums it up really. Like, was he said that individually they've not been that bad, have they? Like, I mean,
0: individually each defender hasn't been that bad, and all have improved since last season. And they have
1: all improved. They have all improved. Lou Leigh's improved. Nicky Devlin's improved. I think Nicky Devlin's had some excellent games recently. Like, yeah, I've given him a couple of man matches. Um, in, in, when I do the player ratings on a Monday. Um, but yeah, they're just not. For some reason, as, as a as a four, they, they basically come together to work out who's going to make a mistake that week. I mean, mm. it's just... It is bizarre. And why it's crept in, I just don't know. But you do... The one... Mistakes are the big one. Undoubtedly, the mistakes are the big one. The other area, I'd say, is the amount of crosses that are coming into the box. Too many teams are getting beyond them, out wide. Mm. Um, and that's crept in more and more and more, this sort of bad run um, well not bad run but over the last when they were when they were that seven games unbeaten at the start of the season teams weren't getting in behind them as much whereas now they seem to be getting in behind them a lot more in the wide areas so that's absolutely something they need to work on um, that's something Keats can work on mm. the individual errors I don't know what he does about it he's um, just just got to fill the players with confidence really and try and con- convince them it's, that it's not going to happen and thing is, you'd have wanted if they got a clean sheet, which they got against Fleetwood, you'd have wanted that to sort of lift them and take take that from there. But I suppose since then, they've been, they've played Sunderland and Portsmouth, who have probably mm. got the best best attack in the league, with the exception of Peterborough, maybe.
0: That's it, because well, when you look at it, mistakes breed a lack of confidence, and a lack of confidence breed more mistakes. So yeah. you've got to kind of big up the players to avoid any more mistakes if you're worried about making a mistake you're more likely to make one aren't you
1: Mm, absolutely it's a vicious circle isn't it
0: it is a vicious circle Joe Uh, Chris at Dace Wine Um, do you still get excited when you get into games for free and do you get free tea and food at some grounds
1: Um, I get excited
0: yeah I still get excited do you I'm excited for this Saturday
1: that's because you go to one game in about 15 oh
0: Oh. Oh. I was at Villa Blues a couple weeks ago Couple of weeks ago. That wasn't even a couple of weeks ago. That was Sunday.
1: Oh, well done, yeah.
0: Yeah, as then, a Villa fan. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I must admit, I love that one when Alan Hutton scored. I. There's the closest I've ever been to breaking my professional decorum in the press box. Put it that way. Oh, I lose it all the time. I do. Yeah, I heard about you getting told off before, mate. Yeah. Um, other games I've been to, I covered a lot of West Brom games this season and last season. I was at Wolves Spurs the other day.
1: <laughs> that was about a month ago, Wolves Spurs.
0: Well, do me a favour, mate. I mean, I'm not the dedicated club reporter, so I'm all over the place. Yeah, okay. So I have to try and, like, manoeuvre into games. Give you, hard time. Hard time. So I do give you a hard
1: time, don't I? You do, you give me a very hard time.
0: But I do get excited. Um, and yes, at every ground I've been to, I've been offered food and hot drinks so far. I've never. Yeah. I've not been to a game where they haven't provided food.
1: I've always got, you always get a hot drink, you always get tea or coffee. Or Bovril. Or Bovril. That's new at the says. Is. is it? That's like a last fortnight thing.
0: Ah. Bovril, yeah. Well, the weather's good for it.
1: Yeah. Um, I have my coffee though. But um, Michael, Michael Beardmore has like peppermint tea or something ridiculous. He brings his own. Oh, um,
0: I, I stick to a tea. Tea, two sugars, bit of milk.
1: Nice. Two sugars, that's not good for your teeth, is it?
0: It's not, funnily enough, it's funny you mentioned that. I was at the dentist the other day. I got a glowing review. Really? From the dentist. Yeah, he was like, you look after your teeth, you do. Could do flossing a bit more. No
1: one flosses though, do They. You know? Probably yeah. Probably
0: Judah, but... He recommended a floss to me, and I was like, oh, right, okay. Did that scale and polish that they do? Yeah. Tell you what, that's a weird experience, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. But you're not going to floss are you?
0: I might buy some, whether I commit to doing <laughs> it or not.
1: <laughs> Never going to happen. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. Um... So yeah, and that's I love going to games. I absolutely love it. Um, I feel genuinely, genuinely feel fortunate to do the job I do. Like I mean, i am known there because didn't have my day off this week. I'm Not had a day off this week. Mm. Um, but what like I, whenever I get annoyed or when my wife nags me for not having a day off or whatever, I just think yeah. But at the end of the day, I get to pay to watch football. A match
0: day for me, this is one of the jobs which I mean, I've worked in a couple of other jobs. I've worked in an office job before, doing content for like. Consumer websites. I've worked in food. Oh,
1: you're Mr. Toasterman, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Ketlin
0: Toaster Toasterman, the voice of Caitlin Toasterman. Yeah. Uh, I got roped into that in my first week here. That was actually a, a commercial job which Express and started. Anyway, um, this is one of the few jobs you can go to a game and you don't feel like you're working, even though you are.
1: Yeah. I I feel like I'm working on a Saturday night because I have a hell of a lot to do for Monday's paper. I normally
0: finish about 1am. It's very different for you on print as it is for me digital because a lot of my work comes immediately after the final whistle. So I run out, I'm speaking to fans, I get in, I have to edit the videos, upload match reports for a number of clubs. So for example this weekend, although I'm at the Warsaw game, I'll also be dealing with a report from Telford and managing the Aston Villa live stream because they, they kick off at 5.30 in Middlesbrough. Okay, yeah. um, so I upload them. But like, when you're sitting there and watching a game of football, it just doesn't feel like work. And then talking about it is something i do if, if, I mean, for example, if I was going down to the pub on a Saturday night, I'd be talking about all I do is from, in front of a camera. See any difference? Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, I love it. I, when people in this industry moan about it, it really, really annoys me because um, I do think we're incredibly lucky to do the job we do. I love going. I love, I love going to the says. I love going to night games. Night games are my my real. I don't know what it is. I've always loved going to, mm. to night games. They are good. I love walking into a stadium and slit up with floodlights. Like the anti- anticipation's the best thing in the world. I think. Like yeah. You just it's just brilliant. Walk into a game, not knowing what's going to happen. It's night time. Floodlights are on. Might be a bit cold, but I just I just love that. I love that feeling.
0: Let's see, just get some fingerless gloves and you're your right. big coat snood yeah. as we mentioned before. What's the best food you've had at a game?
1: Um, Blackburn last season. Yeah. Delicious curry. Oh. Absolutely delicious. Um, in league, because like, people might have seen pictures if they follow Judah on Twitter. Like In the Premier League, you get swank, don't you? You get awesome food. If you go to like Chelsea or Arsenal.
0: Yeah, I've never been lucky enough to go to Chelsea or Arsenal. I've been to Wembley before.
1: Oh, I've been to Wembley, yeah.
0: The food for me wasn't as good as I expected it to be.
1: Oh, I had like quite a nice roast dinner at Wembley, like a beef
0: roast dinner. It's nice, nice but it's not. Shop. It's not out of this world. The best food I've had at Preston North End. Oh, you love this pie, don't you? The pie, mate, it's unreal. It's yeah. unreal. If you ever get a chance to go to Preston, go. Yeah, you love I was. That pie. I was talking about it before the game. I got put down for it, and it's one of the few times I've gone. Oh, I could do without a trip to Preston. It's a long way, you know. I was. I was feeling a bit under the weather that weekend, but I tell you what. If I'd have missed it and known what I was missing, I'd have been gutted.
1: <laughs> You'd have <been> gutted.
0: <laughs> The food was unreal. It's
1: not great and legal in League on the food, though. But you get a sausage roll at South End. That always makes that journey a little bit better.
0: Oh, it certainly does. And You know I'm partial to a sausage roll as well. Uh, no, good question, that one. Um, step out, H UK Dudley. <laughs> they ask, um, did the development squad play on Tuesday night? Has Dylan Parker signed an extended contract as he apparently played on Tuesday night at Newcastle? Why no news on the official website?
1: Um, That is a damn good question. He's answered his question there. Apparently he played at Newcastle on Tuesday. So I didn't... I knew they played um, because when Kane Wilson was named in the starting line-up, Mm -hmm. um, I asked where Maz Kouya was um, out of interest because I thought... Personally, I thought it would be Morris or Kouya on, on, on the right and it turned out to be Kane Wilson. But... And they said he was at, in this development game on Tuesday night. So I didn't know they were playing Newcastle. I've got absolutely no idea why there's nothing on the website about it. Absolutely no idea.
0: Have a word, mate. Have a word. Odd. Have a word.
1: Crack on, Walsall Media TV, listen to this. Come on, Briggsy. Come on, Tom Heslop
0: God, guys, come on.
1: It might have been because they were in Portsmouth, to be fair. Yeah. So it's we've a, had quite it's a, a long...
0: You've got a lot on, haven't you? Yeah, yeah
1: but yeah get that result up
0: oh one thing I will say quickly going back to that previous question one of my favourite days (laughs) (laughs) it just came up I know it sounds really bad going back to this one of my favourite days is transfer deadline day I love working deadline day
1: oh in this job yeah yeah
0: I start it's one of the few days I start at 8am or 12 or 12 midday at the latest and you work straight through to midnight but I tell you what there's nothing like it
1: so everyone's running over to you aren't they Every like saying I've got a sign and I've got a sign I've got this I've got need that to get it online.
0: the worst thing in the world is though, when you get Joe Massey running over to you uh, five minutes before the deadline it could be some action or <laughs> I'm like what <laughs> I don't know but something could be happening Never- the lights minute. are still on that's what you say the lights are still on
1: Yeah, yeah. Tudor comes in in his yellow tie
0: Oh, yeah, that's a bit much for that's me. That's ridiculous. But yeah. um, no, I do, I do love it. Managing a live stream for that is great work. Miles um, Drake asks a good question. Um, top five interviews done with Warsaw players and staff during your tenure, whether they're weird or wacky or just plain eye opening? Top five interviews? I mean, we're, we're running on a little bit. So let's let's just, if you can name one or two really good ones.
1: Uh, so last, in the podcast last week we did the worst ones, yeah. which was Whitney after Bradford and O'Driscoll after Wigan. I think it was after Wigan at home, they were the worst ones.
0: O'Driscoll when he just told you, well if you were here, you'd know.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly that one, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, wacky, alright, uh, so, uh, I've got, uh, they're coming to me, they're coming to me, so, uh, how long have I got, how long have we run on
0: for? I mean, we were at 47 minutes.
1: So like everyone go, everyone knows I love Warsaw.
0: Like, like I just love them. Yeah.
1: So one of the reasons why I love them is because it's literally from day one, um, when I had to go and see Dean Smith, um, I had to like go and basically introduce myself as Walsall reporter and we were going to have like... Such a nice bloke. Such like, well, this is what I'm getting to. So obviously I didn't know he was such a nice bloke mm. um, and I was like, I mean, I've been a journalist for years, but it was, it was basically first day in the job again because... I'm going to see a new manager, and I've got to build a relationship with him, and blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to the bank's, walked in. There's absolutely nobody on reception, mm-hmm. so I run a little bow, you know as you do, and out the door walked Dean Smith. Could not believe it. Could not believe <laughs> it. I was like, "You're the manager of this football club," and you basically answered the receptionist's bow. Yeah. Um, came out beaming and smile and was like, "You're take it, you're Joe," and I was like, "Yep." And he was like, go on then, come in. Um, and that was it, he just opened the door for me, walked in, he was like, do you want a cup of tea? And I was a bit like, nervous. Yeah. And he could tell I was a bit nervous. And he goes, I'll do you a deal. He goes, if I make you a cup of tea now, you have to make me one on, at Essington on, on a Thursday, whenever press was or something. We'll, yeah. We'll take it in turns, we'll take it in turns. Um,
0: just puts you at ease straight away, that kind of thing, doesn't it? When, like, someone, when you've got a little bit of banter, but at the same time, it's friendly, you know, it's it's almost a bit, it's human. Yeah, it was yeah. like,
1: and he was so happy. It was just smiling night. And I was like, yeah, brilliant. So he made me a cup of tea. I sat in this room waiting for him. He came in, we had 20 minutes off record where he just said how we wanted to work together and blah, 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 and talked about the team. Then we had 20 minutes sort of on the record um, chatting about things. Um, then like, it, before it ended, he said, oh, you'll be wanting my number, won't you? So you can ring me. Because like, that's always like a bit of, you never yeah. know when to raise that and stuff, or if you should have the numbers and stuff. So and I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. And then I can remember, like, so I, he gave me his number and I rung him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what, so, a, a one-tone?
1: Yeah, so like, so he had my number, do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? So yeah. he didn't have to read it out, right? And then, so that was that. So he had my number, I had his number. And then I got came back to the office, sat at my desk like an hour and a half later, and the phone rings, it's Dean Smith. And I'm like... <gasps> Like, what's happened here? Like nothing couldn't have gone wrong already. Like yeah, no, yeah, he,
0: yeah.
1: And he's like, Joe, you rung me. You alright? And I'm like, I didn't ring you. and he was like, <laughs> You're alright And I was like, You rung me, I got a missed call from you but it was when I'd rung him earlier oh, And bro. I was like, Oh, I did not know what to say, it's what well awkward um, but then we just cut, then we realised it was from that call earlier, we left it off and uh that was it and I was just like straight away I was like wow what a, what a club like if us the manager mm-hmm. I met Dan Mole and Dale Moon that day as well and they were all just such good guys and that so from then I was like bitten by the bug
0: yeah um, one thing I will say when I went for Dean Keats I know I know you made jokes about me not going there very often but when I went there for Dean Keats and and everyone I mean tell you what Stella there wasn't a, a bad word I could say about anyone
1: oh there you go see it's such a good club like and that's that is one of the reasons why I do love it so much and everyone there um, is, is works Dan Mullen is a real good person like Dan Mullen and stuff he gets criticism on Twitter Stefan Gamble they're doing their absolute best mm. they, that's the one thing I can say about people at Wolves they're doing their best they might not be what everyone wants they might get things wrong um, they might not be able to spend the money the other teams can spend but I promise you everyone is doing their best they are trying their best for the football club yeah so that was one of my favourite interviews um, very quickly I'll rattle through the others just just come off the top of my head alright come on Milan Laukovic because he was always such good value absolutely mental yeah um and he was furious when he was dropped by um, uh, Sean O'Driscoll and R- Rico Henry played on the left and midfield. Yeah. And he literally went off on one. He was like, Rico Henry's a good player, but he's not a left winger. I'm a trapped animal. I'm a trapped <laughs> animal. I'm in a cage. I'm in a cage. O'Driscoll's keeping me in a cage. And like, look at the Warsaw Press Officer's face. He just didn't know what to do. Oh, bless um, him. Sounds
0: like um, Ron Burgundy and command. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the phone booth. Uh,
1: he proper lost it. Um, he really lost it. Yeah. Um, other favourite interviews, Scott Laird when he told us that, Scott Laird, Scott Laird and Nicky Devlin are the nicest footballers in the world. Yeah. Maybe And Jason McCarthy, is lovely as well, but Laird, Scott, Scott Laird and Nicky Devlin are just so nice it's ridiculous. Scott Laird when he told us his grand gives him a pound every time he scores still.
0: Oh.
1: Which is just classic. Oh, what
0: a line that is. What
1: a line. I mean, he's been at Preston probably on like four grand a week, five grand a week, but he's still getting a pound in the post from his nan every time he scores a goal. I think that was quality. Um. Nicky Devlin every time you interview him because he's absolutely lovely. Um, I can't think of anything else. Just That's all right. There's the plenty there, out.
0: mate. Absolutely plenty there. Um, uh, one question from Nick: Average. This is a good one. This is why we do the podcast. On the back of the last pod, do you think Nathan Judah gives up his dog? Will give up his dog seat on the train for Steve Ball? Never. He would not. The Steve Ball sitting on the floor.
1: Steve Ball sitting on the floor. Can I just tell you one more story?
0: Go on. Hurry up. Um,
1: it's, it was. I suppose Jack Fitzwater, he won't appreciate me telling the story, but I can't remember after what game it was. Bakayoko had worked really hard up front, and I was, like, talking to him about Bakayoko on, on camera. Mm. And you, know the, you know the saying? Um, um, worked his socks off. Yeah. Um, Jack Fitzwater went to say, Amma worked his socks off. Okay. But instead he said... Here we go. He worked his sack off.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so
1: which, like... Oh my god, I've never laughed so much in my life. So Ash Wilkinson was <laughs> was the press officer of um, Walsall at the time, he's gone to Burton now. And it was it was one of them where like he like he, he said, oh, yeah, he worked his sack off. What did he worked his socks off, like and like changed it quick. And mm. in fairness to Jack Fitzwater, he stayed really, really professional yeah. and carried on with the interview. But like it was one of them where I was like stood there and I was like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Like I couldn't keep it in. Mm. But for twenty seconds I didn't laugh. Um, I held it in, but then I laughed. I couldn't keep it in, and yeah. I just but like laughed. And then Ash, <laughs> Ash must have been doing the same thing as me, going "Don't laugh, don't laugh." So Ash went and he st- left the presser and just stood at the back of the wall, just <laughs> staring at a, at a wall. Uh, and I I'd gone completely. I'd just gone up, absolutely gone completely. It was it was so funny. He um, may have had to have been there, but honestly, we were absolutely creasing. I'll never forget that one either.
0: Oh, that sounds good. All right, shall we get on to a quick segment I've got before the preview for Walsall? Yeah. Quick fire round. It's going to be a quick fire round. So, Joe, I'm going to give you some quick questions. I want quick answers because we are pushing time. Yeah. I, might, I might not hit your quota quick, at quick, the quick, moment. Quick, quick, quick. So, it's very simple simple questions, simple answers. Ferrier or Cook? Cook. Mackey's or KFC? Mm,
1: Mackey's.
0: Oh, just about. Roberts or Effridge? Tie. A t- you can't have a tie. Not having that.
1: Mm-hmm. As oh, Roberts.
0: Roberts. have oh, only said that because he's still playing at Walsall. That's
1: because I do. I do love it. He's one of the ones I love.
0: Away day or home comforts.
1: Oh well, I love away and away day. I love them.
0: Villa or Albion.
1: Oh, Villa. Oh yeah. Dean Good, Smith.
0: good choice. Ipswich or Warsaw. Warsaw. <laughs> Tim Spears or Matt Wilson?
1: Uh, I can't pick anything that's Wolves, so Wilson.
0: Michael Beardmore or Paul Marston?
1: Beardmore's an idiot. Marston. (laughs) Luke
0: Hatfield or Nathan Judah?
1: (laughs) How could anyone pick Nathan Judah?
0: Oh, mate, what a legend. Warsaw to win the league or England to win a major tournament?
1: I'm always asked this, England to win a major tournament.
0: Steak bake or sausage roll? Sausage roll. And FA Cup run or Checker Trade Trophy title?
1: Everyone knows that, Checker Trade Trophy title.
0: Ah, yeah, there we go. So that was, that was good. That was a nice, nice little, little quick game. Nice quickfire round. And now we talk preview. Are you sick and tired of seeing Sunderland yet or are you looking forward to it?
1: No, looking forward to it. Uh, I like seeing good teams play. They are a damn good team, got damn good players. Um, I'm really interested to see. I thought, after 20 minutes on Saturday, I thought we were going to get battered, mm. um, if I'm honest. I think they won for eight, was it eight corners in the first 13 minutes?
0: It's not bad, that.
1: Um, to which I think Andy Cook cleared at least half of them. Um, so, I thought, I was worried. I, I thought we were on for a Tonkin, um, but Warsaw, well, Keats said afterwards, and the players said afterwards, they felt they weathered the storm, mm. and and to give them their credit, they did then create their first real chance after though they, they did grow into it, and Nicky Devon hit the byline, cut it back to Kirk, who sort of scuffed a shot towards goal, but it was on target, and McLaughlin had to save it. So they did weather that storm, and they did threaten before Max Power was sent off. Yeah. Um, so I'm really keen to see. If they basically, if they did weather that storm or not because to me it looked like they were going to get beat mm. um, but maybe they would have progressed from there and it would have been interesting to see it 11 v 11 so I'm really, really looking forward to the game um, and I I just I just yeah, I just yeah don't want to draw to be honest
0: I, oh, no one wants to draw no I'm a big fan of um, the Carabao Cup style now just go straight to penalties just sort it out sort it out none of these replays none of that like just, just, just do it on the day no, because mm. it gets to a point. Don't know about you, but I. It's funny, I always end up doing this talking about FIFA. I have a career mode on FIFA. Last thing, if I'm drawing at the end of a, a cup game, I'd rather just score an. Own, <laughs> sometimes I just score an own goal. I sit there, I'll be like, I don't want to replay it. My players are going to get tired, you know. Yeah. It's, it's the same, I imagine it's the same in real life. If you're Dean Keats and it's one all, you think, oh well, losing this game wouldn't be the end of the world. Um. It might sneak into his head.
1: The thing is, like they've got a busy, busy. De- I think it's seven games in December, but if obviously they were to get a replay, it would be eight. Um, yeah. And, and then there's two games in five days at the start of January.
0: Um, it's brutal. That.
1: So like, if you're basically playing ten games in in five weeks, um, it is brutal. Um, no one, I don't. No one wants no to lose. No one, replay. no
0: one would say, I actually want to lose this game. But at the same time, you sit there and you go, well. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to lose any sleep over losing it.
1: Yeah. If we're also 1-0 down, going into stoppage time, and they score, and make it 1-1...
0: Does Dean Keats (laughs) do a Jose Mourinho? (laughs) Get the water bottles out. (laughs) Um,
1: I'll be happy. I'll be delighted that we've scored. I will. But then at the end, I'll be like, oh, that means... A long long trip to Sunderland. From Portsmouth to Sunderland in like 10 days. Thank God this game was drawn at home. Yeah. Because as much as I said I love going to weight games I love going to games I did not want to go to Sunderland after being in Portsmouth I
0: wouldn't be going to Sunderland this weekend if it was no, there's Sunderland no chance you'd be there um, do you expect any changes
1: uh, worryingly yes um, Josh Schinelli came off on Tuesday um, saw him afterwards he was hobbling around he was walking he was walking but he was hobbling so I think he's a doubt mm. um, it be interesting to see if Zellius smells fit um, he came off against Sunderland last weekend so I think if he is fit um, I think he'll come back in the team mm. on the right um, but I think it looks like it's definitely, uh, he definitely called Ginelli 50-50 at the minute
0: not optimistic 50-50 yeah it's
1: not an optimistic it could be worse to be honest it might mm. be better you never know but I, I think he looks a real doubt as, as it stands
0: 45-55 I'll go with that um, if they win who do you want in the third round? Um, would you want it away or home?
1: I want Tottenham away.
0: Spurs away. You you know they're not in their new ground yet.
1: No, I know, but Wembley, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But I have done a game at Wembley. Yeah. So, it would be, for me personally, Everton away.
0: Not done Goodison Park?
1: Not been to Goodison Park. Mm. Ever. Or Man City away.
0: Oh, you don't want Man City away, mate. Press is a nightmare, there. Is Is it? Yeah, apparently, you've got to cross like a bridge, go to the academy building to get your press pass. We've got to cross another bridge, go around the grounds, get to the press. Apparently, it's just a logistical nightmare.
1: That was surprising, is not it?
0: I've not been there myself. I've only heard stories from Nathan Judah and Tim Spears about this, uh, and Matt Wilson, of course. But apparently, it's just a bit of a nightmare.
1: But it's a pep fact, and I love pep.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe Edwards, I think he's got his cover picture. Is yeah, that's a good picture of that. Putting, his, um, Dick's putting his Dick's phone on there, and, yeah. there and Pep's yeah. just looking at him like, who are you, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But it'd just be nice to be in his presence. It?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was having a discussion with someone the other day saying Pep for me is in the top, top three managers in England Dean Smith, one, Pep, <laughs> Pep, two, and then it's Pochettino, I think. Just about. Um, no, uh, no, it should, be, should we go? I'm, looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to going to a game with you. I want to see you jump up when they score. Oh, yeah, so you've never Fun... seen that before. Have we? No, no, my first game actually, my first ever game attended as a fan was an FA Cup third round game. You know so... it's
1: the second round, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: but I'm just saying, if they get through.
1: Buzzing. Yeah. You'll be there for the third round.
0: Maybe. I mean, a lot of teams are in there, so I might, I might get shipped off somewhere else, but.
1: But if we get Man City away?
0: Oh, if you get Man City. I tell you what, if, you draw, if we win. Get Man City away. I'll be there. Okay. I'll really? tell Nathan Judah, G- there, there's no if and button about this. I'm going to be in Man City away.
1: Okay, and then you'll have two games. So There'll be ten to get your shirt.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, 20% of the way. That'll be all right. I'll take that. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be so happy if I get ten games.
1: <laughs> I'm not.
0: <laughs> How much are them shirts? In I the don't way?
1: know. Hopefully, someone wants to pull some strings for me, but I'm definitely not going to have <laughs> Jeff Bonser in charge.
0: With printing? Oh, dear. <laughs> um, but no, FA Cup third round game. My first game, Aston Villa versus Hull, 3-0 win. Stan Collymore scored twice. Julian Joachim.
1: former, more, more also strikes. Came for you, e Frank, Stan Collymore also.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. What was your first game, oh, Curiosity? What do you remember? Oh,
1: that's bad, isn't it? I, don't, I genuinely, genuinely don't
0: know. I remember so many points about that first game. I remember park, my dad parking the car in Aston. And there was a group of unruly youths walking around and they said pay us a five or we'll look after the car basically they're saying give us a five or we'll smash it up
1: really <laughs>
0: yeah 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 you know what Witten's like though Aston Birmingham <laughs> not really bit rough Is it? bit rough around there
1: <laughs> sorry if any of our listeners are from there
0: yeah it's got better yeah, it's got better <laughs> I'll admit that I mean when I park there for the Villa now it's a little bit different okay but I tell you what at the time it was memorable
1: yeah that is memorable yeah
0: so what was your first game don't I remember generally don't know oh mate Ipswich
1: game. right I grew up in Swindon so it probably was a Swindon game I used to have a Swindon season ticket when I was younger ah. I remember playing against West Ham in a pre-season friendly Swindon had a lad called Danny Invincible Australian winner. what a name that what is Danny name. Invincible looked a little world beater in that friendly dreadful when the season started but yeah I remember that game but I genuinely I remember no I don't know no,
0: it's bad isn't it remember, that is poor form yeah yeah but oh, you know what? You've been to a lot of games. I'll let you off. Thank you. All right. That, that just just about does it. you just got to get a prediction from you.
1: Um, I'm going to go 1 1.
0: 3 2 Walsall, 93rd minute Andy Coquetta.
1: Riots. Absolutely. There'll, there'll be scenes, mate. Carnage there'll, if that happens. There'll be limbs. And he will go mad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. I think
0: he would reveal his Newcastle shirt. I think it's would willingly get sent off.
1: and we're going to end up in Sunderland.
0: Right, just about does it then we're done looking forward to it Joe
1: um, I'm excited to have you there, I really am I feel like you need to experience the delights of the bankers and it's going to be rocking as well it's going to be a really good game
0: right looking forward to it right
1: tell me the time how long have we been
0: well, this is one minute four. Oh, so I said one minute three yeah sorry um, oh, the, edit really a, the edit might cut the edit might cut cu- a couple minutes off so we might be in there just yet Okay. but no um, all that's left to say is a thank you from me a thank you from Joe you're very welcome and thanks for everyone for listening